Hello, 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 and welcome to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehab Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and today we are wrapping things up, talking about the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 8. We have a crowned winner. Not really surprising, but you know what? That's okay. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything else from the finale. I feel like there's a lot to get into with all of the queens there, performances, runway looks, all that jazz. So let me welcome in our panel here to help me break everything down. First, Amon Adwin. Amon, how are you? Fantastic. Another season under our belt. We did it. Um, And yeah, not the most... (laughs) surprising outcome but you know hey it is what it is yes it was a season of drag race that happened Mm -hmm. and our panel would not be complete (laughs) without beth dixon beth how are you i'm doing great um i decided today to wear my little uh puppers celebratory shirt because we are celebrating the end of all stars eight um and you know i i think at the end of the day it wasn't a bad season it wasn't a particularly great season for me, at least. But mm-hmm. I was satiated. I got to watch Drag Race every week. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about that. Yeah, I think it's interesting now. We can, you know, we can sort of look back on the season as a whole, especially format changes, the, you know, the whole uh, secondary prize that went on with the Queen of the Fame games. I feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot to get into now that we can sort of look retrospectively at the yep. whole thing. But first, Amon, I want to start with you. What are your just general reactions to the finale or the season as a whole? Um, I mean, yeah, it was sort of like that uh, we kind of expected as much to happen. I feel like I really enjoyed that all the queens came back and sort of like had a one last chance to to showcase their their looks and their talent and everything. It sort of felt like a nice big old family reunion, I guess. Um, but I mean, yeah, like it's it, it was good. It was it was like I look look. It was a very heavy handed season towards Jimbo and rightfully so because bitch slayed this damn competition. Like it was. It was insane. Like she, she really, really did a good job. Mm-hmm. The only problem with that is that it just takes the intrigue away. So you know that's the only gripe that I have. But no other complaints as far as the season is concerned. I feel like I feel like it was good. I feel like it was it was okay. This isn't like a top five all star season for me by any means. But I'm not mad about it. You know, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel similarly. I was actually thinking to myself that this season and season 15 are very similar and that we had two seasons that I feel like did a better job at celebrating drag kind of just in general um, and like celebrating the queens in a way that like we've been kind of saying for a long time, like, you know, for all stars in particular, it'd be really great if like you know, these queens who were spending hundreds of thousands, not hundreds, well, maybe some of them are spending hundreds of thousands. I actually think Jimbo did spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on her looks and everything, Um, but at least tens of thousands of dollars to come on the show, give them the chance to really showcase. So with the fame games getting like a little bit of a runway from each of the queens at the end of Untucked every season or every every week, and then also seeing these queens come back for the last two episodes, get the talent show, get the reading challenge, see them support, see them, you know, hash things out, quote unquote, they didn't really hash anything out, but have that opportunity to have more screen time. Those are the things that I really, really did actually appreciate it about it. 
Did it make it feel a little bit like a filler queen moment? Yeah. But you know what? I'm not mad at that. Um, so queen. I like that. Filler queen. <laughs> Joey J realness. Um, but no, I think it was, I, I liked it. I'm with you, Aman. I would probably place this. Um, I would place it on my rankings of all-stars seasons, like sixth out of eight, um, only ahead of all-stars one and all-stars Five, which I really <laughs> didn't like those two seasons. So there we are. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, I think that that's interesting because they, by flipping the talent show and then this last episode as well, it did feel like, well, we're getting to see all the queens, but there's no stakes. Yeah. So yeah, where it's a fun celebration, but I think the intrigue of the competition element is sort of taken away for those episodes because yeah okay they're just back to show off what they have which is great but then you don't have that sense of like this matters and right. so for a reality competition show i'm not sure how great that is from the point of view of highlighting what these queens can bring to the table yeah definitely i i love that so mm, i think there's pros and cons to it i think also because you get at least a little bit more investment maybe in the queens but again because there's no competition it, it doesn't really matter this Felt like a fun episode, but yeah, it it was the, are they going to, are they going to crown candy? Like, is there the 5% or 2% or 1% chance that that's going to happen? So the anticlimactic ending of Jimbo being crowned. And for me, it was the tic-tac chit chat that really gave it away when RuPaul says, I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) I don't know why, but in that moment, I was like, okay, yeah, candy's definitely not. I like how they then tried to like pose it with Jimbo being like, I don't know. She didn't tell me she was my biggest fan. What does that mean? I was like, it means that you're winning, Jimbo. Yeah, don't worry. Well, and then it was funny. Like, I'm your biggest and only fan, Candy. (laughs) Now that's shade. (laughs) Um, and I I think it was also the when they, you know, they're giving the critiques at the very end. And I think RuPaul didn't say I'm your biggest fan. She like changed the language also to be like, I'm Mm -hmm. one of your big fans or like, I am a big fan of you. And I was like, hmm, this is very interesting. (laughs) I am into this. Um, But yes, so we have a Tic Tac chit chat. We have a filler segment with the pink furry box with just money being handed out left and right, which give the queens more money. I don't know why it had to be a segment. But so I I liked that. I like that everyone sort of like had the opportunity to go home with a little something, something. But it also sort of seemed like also I won't knock that. But I'm like, it, like the, the whole fa- it, it felt like they were like, we're going to like, you know, produce how this um this fame games ending is going to, to happen. So let's just go ahead and give everyone some money because we know that we're going to go ahead and just force whatever we want to happen to happen. Nisha Lopez said as much during the, um, during the Roscoe's um, viewing mm-hmm. party. She said that she really felt like, and a couple of the other queens felt the same way, that the, whole, the multiplier thing, I mean, that was cute or whatever, but it really just ended up meaning that nobody's votes mattered. Like, if you... <laughs> If if someone got three times the amount of someone else, like no matter what was going to happen, that person was always going to win. So she's like, I felt like it was kind of disrespectful to us. She felt like it was disrespectful to the people that voted. Um, and I think it was like, what was the UD Liana that figured out that like this voting thing was like not even a thing? Like the website was like, it was like, yeah, I mean, you could bot it to hell. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. So there was like, yeah. no, it, what a mess. The three X multiplier too. Like dear Lord. I mean, they kept showing a lot of Lala re in this episode. So I was like, Oh, she's definitely winning because that and the yeah. combination of the three. Yeah. 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 That, that to me is like, honestly, maybe the biggest misstep of the entire season <laughs> was to do a three X multiplier because like um, for someone like Darian Lake, who may have stood a chance, like it was like, impossible with a three and James definitely would have stood a chance but she only had two times rather than three times and I think that um I mean I wouldn't have been shocked if the top three vote getters were Darian James and Lala um I was shocked that Jessica Jessica didn't win I thought Jessica Wow had it in the bag when Lala excuse me three eczema (laughs) yeah That means that Jessica's fans would have to turn out three times the amount that Lala Ree's fans were. And like, I I mean, that's just such a insurmountable, uh, you know, I just also want to know if they did film like every single one of them winning. Like, how did that work? Because that clearly was filmed a year ago. Yeah, I wondered that too. Because Nisha, Nisha, you got to, you got to spill some tea on Roscoe's when your contract goes off. Cause I would like to know, cause I would love for her to be like, no, they only filmed Lala because she got (laughs) three times. And like, we just were like, well, no one's ever going to know the votes anyway. Like, geez. But Uh, like, no, but they, I guess they would have, that's interesting because like the votes were live, right? So allegedly, allegedly the filming was a year ago. So Mm -hmm. when they had to have filmed everyone and then just chose whatever they were going to do, but then again, I imagine if, if it was like a, a duck, year ago duck as well, so. they were like, okay, so we're not going to film. We love you, but we're not going to film Mrs. Kasha Davis. Um, uh, we're not going to film, I, you know, so, like, I think like you could have made a case a year ago for literally any of them to win. Right. I tried That's to so read into Lala's face of like, cause you know, some t- like, okay, so they've done you this can tell before. That they're acting sometimes. Yes, yeah. exactly. To look to see if they're acting or not. That's like what I always want to look for. I think most Queens do a pretty good job. I think mm-hmm. Lala, there were some moments where I was like, am I just reading into this that maybe yeah. this is not quite genuine, but mm-hmm. she had the three X multiplier. I mean, come on, like, come on. Gotta get it was, gotta it was. Get you something. Gotta get you maybe something. they did. Maybe they did like a top three, and they, they just didn't tell us who the top three were. But they did like a top three. They were like the top three vote getters were this, 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 and this, and they filmed just three of them and called it a yeah, day. But they wouldn't have just... known. They had to have filmed everybody. Yeah, because the have. votes were collected now. Or what if they only filmed James and Lala? Because they were like they're the ones who got the multiplier. So mathematically, they're going to be one of them. <laughs> And then let's, I mean, let's be honest, not a single one of us know what the votes really were. The votes could have come. Maybe Lala didn't get any votes, but they were like, well, she got the three time multiplier. So like, you know, blah, 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 which I find yeah. hard to believe because I truly believe Lala would have been in the top three vote getters anyway. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm all for transparency in voting. I think they should have put the numbers out there. I would have loved to have seen it. Uh, I want to see what the electoral college would have been. Yeah, exactly. If we did it based on electoral college, can we find the extra votes in Georgia? Yes, exactly. Let's um, let's go for that. I blame the voting machines. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Which there was also something super funny about Lala Ree being crowned for like essentially a look award with her wig and hairline being the way it was. That that was just yeah. also very funny to me, uh, but yeah. it was always going to be a popularity contest. Really, at the end of the day, well, I I don't think it was. Su- 
I think that we all kind of collectively misunderstood. I think that what we they were trying to do was just say like, hey, the queen's already paid for these outfits. Let's find a way to showcase them every week. Here's what their runway would have been because they couldn't participate in the challenge. Like, I don't think it was supposed to be only looks. That's why that was also like, hey, put whatever you want on your social media. Right. Yeah. Um, and put your I guess it up. is. It's fame game. So it's like who like do your best to like, well, show your looks. And in conjunction with that, you'll do whatever you do on social media and just like keep your name relevant during the season and however you choose to do so, you can do so. So I guess that makes sense. But like when it's just the edit and if people aren't searching for your social media, like not everyone on drag race that watches drag race is like going to be on Twitter or Instagram or whatever the hell. So I think it would have been interesting if they were like whoever had the biggest percentage growth in their social media wins the fame games. Oh, that would have started. That would have that would have been too controversial. Though, the follow know. for follow train would have been sickening. The follow it for follow been. train would have been crazy. <laughs> it would have and changed the also, whole culture surrounding follow for train. Been able to predict threads becoming a thing. And like, yeah. Like, yeah. Is Twitter. it like cumulative total? <laughs> right. Is it like all like how many how many accounts are we talking here? Only and then Instagram. Of course, it's the unfortunate reality of like the racism with queens. So like naturally, some people mm-hmm. of color aren't going to have as many followers. It would have oh, been. Yeah, a, that's a good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. That would have been a crazy ass. Well. I put it past RuPaul to try to do some shit like that at one point. <laughs> Honestly, though, what a great conversation to put on a national platform rather than just have Twitter people being like, hey, um, Queen's Caller don't really have as many followers here. Like, let's put this mm-hmm. on They would have put a spotlight on it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, also, then there's a bias of the Queens who just didn't have a lot of followers to begin with. Like, the, be, percent, yeah, so they have the percent to catch up. change. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, for example, Jessica Wilde, she was on season two, right? So maybe a lot of newer fans aren't necessarily following her on social media. She gets a huge percentage boost. I'm yeah. pretty sure someone keeps track of it on Reddit. I'm trying to find it. But um, anyway, 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 that's our hypothetical world. Let's get back to the issue at hand or the topics at hand. Let's talk about the competition um, songs that we get to see from Jimbo and Candy. So they get their okay. Let me just make sure I get the the main challenge correct. All right. So original solo numbers written mm-hmm. by Leland and Miguel Zarate is the choreographer for both. So the queens have to learn both Candy and Jimbo have to learn their song written for them as well as the choreo that went along with it. So I believe it is Jimbo that goes first. Beth with I remember being born, I believe was Jimbo's song. Okay. Uh oh. I hated it. I really like (laughs) I I watched it and first of all, the Jimbo that we know and love was not there. It was the Jimbo who has to learn how to count and she was like wide eyed, like, I think I do (laughs) this now. And I just like I kind of wish that the choreographer would have just let Jimbo do her own thing. Like, cause I'm sorry, like whatever well, Jimbo's going to do, which I guess you might have already done, but it's like, I don't know. I just purely was like, this is a waste. <laughs> like both Jimbo kid candy song slapped. I thought like in terms of like the actual song and how she performed stuff. I thought she did incredibly well. Mm-hmm. She did better than she did last week with a song that she supposedly wrote. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I was like, okay. I, I don't, I didn't have much of a reaction. I was like, can I fast forward to the other stuff now? 
I can I kind of I kind of agree. Like it didn't it did sort of feel foreign to Jimbo that entire performance. I thought the song was kind of cool, you know, like clever. And I think Nasha also talked about this at the at the uh, viewing party as well about how the songs like come to be in the first place. And it's sort of like they just like the hire writers and you sort of like get you have a sit down with them and sort of like give them like your persona or like your idea for like what you want it to sound like, or what you want the subject material to be. And as long as it's like in line with like the edit that you've been receiving thus far, you know, it'll, that's sort of how the song has come to be. So I thought that it was, I mean, I felt like the lyrics were that's quirky cool. enough and, and worthy of Jimbo, mm-hmm. but it did still sort of feel like it did feel like this is kind of, I feel like this is not Jimbo's thing, but okay. You know what I mean? Finale, finale, performance it is what it is so whatever but i had a similar feeling yeah i i yes okay i i agree Amon. i think the fact that they are trying to take so clearly they're trying to tailor it to be jimbo's like weirdo clown aesthetic but i almost kind of feel like you can't do jimbo jimbo does jimbo yes for them to try to do jimbo it felt like the wish timu like knockoff version of jimbo and it just felt a little bit it feels weird to say I remember being born, but sterilized in a certain kind of way yeah. of just a little bit awkward. I don't know. There was something about it that felt almost yeah. uncanny valley of Jimbo's That's Jimbo ex- performance. Yes. What you're saying is exactly what I mean. Like when I meant like the choreographer should have just let Jimbo do her thing. It's like Jimbo knows how to do awkward, weird off the rails comedy in a way that seems both controlled, but also what she's going to do next. And because this was literally choreographed, because that's part of the challenge, but it's somebody trying to tap into her weirdness. Like it just came off awkward, not in the way that Jimbo would perform it. It was came mm-hmm. off as awkward because Jimbo's trying to fit the idea that somebody else has of her drag. Well, so I funny think- that all the people were in, the backup dancers were in scrubs. <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> yeah, they were part of the team that helped deliver Jimbo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that little detail I thought was really funny. I feel like that's something too that Jimbo would have come up with. So there were, mm-hmm. I think there were some hits there. But yeah, Miguel, to go back to Beth's point, I mean, Miguel even says like, look, Jimbo can't dance, which is like, okay, at least, you, you know, you recognize that. But, but Jimbo is a storyteller. And so Miguel tried to pick moves and things I think that would have fit Jimbo's sure. storytelling, not necessarily the dancing part. So I think that that was a good approach to take. Um, and I can't necessarily fault him. I think the only other thing that you could do is be like, Jimbo, what would you do? Right? Like, tell me your interpretation of the lyrics if you were to dance, then take that and then maybe flip it a little bit to make it a little bit more dancey if you like want to. But yeah. I think that's the sort of only only approach. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It just felt felt like knockoff Jimbo. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Candies, yeah. I I really liked her song as well. I think she had a good job. And you know, I've been really paying attention to her lip sync now that we've or her you <laughs> critically know, her, her analyzed. Mouth. Yes, now that we've been critically analyzed, I think she nailed it. I Me think too. she's actually more on point than any other lip sync that she's done this season. <laughs> I thousand percent agree. I, really yeah, I loved I loved the look too. I loved the general vibe of it. It did feel a little bit stronger than Jimbo's, but once again, it's not entirely their fault because they're not in mm-hmm. control of what the song ultimately is going to sound like. Um, so, but yeah, I feel like I was definitely like along for the ride a lot more with this one. 
And I feel yeah. like she was like really feeling her oats. Like I feel like there was like still a piece of candy, rightfully so, that was like, I can still win this. Like, yes, I chose Jimbo to stay with me here. She has four fucking wins. But bitch, as long as I like do my damnedest, maybe I can still get it. Because I mean, she had that same mm-hmm. confidence back when she was in Final Two for season 12 or 13? Thir- 13. Yes. Yeah, 13. Um, and yeah, you're like, you know what I mean? Like she, even though she had been previously eliminated, she still made it to the final two. So I feel like there was still like um, some fire here that was cool to see. I think, I think Candy, this entire episode was so true to herself and how she felt and like put a really solid case forward. And I know we'll talk about all the other aspects, but I mean, I can't, it was kind of like watching a pageant with someone who is just so fiercely not a pageant queen, but mm-hmm. killing the question and answer, killing the talent portion, showing everybody what makes her unique and awesome and all those wonderful things. Like she nailed this episode. If it was mm-hmm. based only on this episode, for me, it would have been a landslide in Candy's favor that she should have beat Jimbo. Um, mm-hmm. But as we know, it's about the the lip sync, the performance, and the entirety and the of the season. as a whole. <laughs> 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 I, I think the only negative that I would say about Candy for this episode is I was not crazy about her runway look, although it was nice to mm. see something different from yeah, that. It was the hair. The hair just didn't do it for me. I think the, the wig finger. was too short for her um head and head shape. Mm. I think like it if it had gone a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was giving it was giving Betty floop. <laughs> <laughs> Not Betty Floop, the latest Sesame Street character, because it oh, was very Big wow. Bird, which I loved. I think Michelle said something about it of like Sesame Street has a new girl at the corner, which yeah. <laughs> is like yeah. maybe that justifies the look. Actually, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, I think in terms of the, I, I love loved her in the TikTok chit chat. I loved her answers on the the runway on the main stage, and I thought that she had for me, clearly the better performance if we're ranking, you know, the two performances next to each other. And I can understand her logic of like, look, if I put on a good showing, maybe there's a chance. Talk about Rigamoris, like the show that is so overly produced, maybe, just maybe they're going to want to do that like exciting, controversial crowning. You never know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's always a chance for that. I think, you know, at this point, I think, sorry to interrupt, I think, um, no, go ahead. I think, you know, in a lot of ways, now that I'm really thinking about it, that Jimbo and Candy are sort of like analogs to one another. Um, and I feel like this definitely is not the last that we're going to see of Candy Muse. And I would not be surprised if she ends up winning whatever third season that she's going to be on, just how Jimbo just did. So she'll be on clearly, Canada versus the world, too. Mm-hmm, or UK <laughs> I, versus the world or whatever the hell. <laughs> she'll, she'll be on it and she's going to win. So she's going to be the new Jujubee. That's what that. I think. Really? Yeah, that that could be. RuPaul loves her, right? I I don't know. But not enough to give her a crown. Like I I think that I think that's what's so I think that that's like unfortunately her destiny. Oh, I hope not for destiny, her sake. Destiny, destiny. I mean, she's going to have a great career regardless. Maid, never so, the yeah. bride. She'll be bo- yeah, booked and blessed. I think mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not concerned about that for her. The one last thing I want to say about her song um is like maybe it's because of all the labor movement stuff going on right now, which by the way, 100% support. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea of like, don't pay me in jokes because that's not funny. Pay me in money. 
<laughs> I, I really love that. Of like, don't pay me in compliments. Like, pay me. I don't want a pizza party. Pay me. Ugh. Anyway, so pro labor movement, Candy. Let's go. What else? Where do we want to go next, Amon? What's the next thing that pops into your head when we talk about this episode? Um, I mean, what else happened? They had. They had this. RuPaul performed a little some some a little mm-hmm. body roll here and there. Okay. <laughs> oh, here comes Beth about to talk so much shit again. Beth always talks. Just shit. I have to. I like someone last this past week was literally like, "How would RuPaul do on RuPaul's Drag Race?" And I was like, "Well, <laughs> God." help RuPaul if she ever goes into the bottom two because there's no way that she wins a lip sync. She doesn't convey any emotions. I also, I did die a little bit when they were doing like the ASMR stuff in the beginning. Oh, I was like, oh my God, we should have done that. That was that our idea. <laughs> they stole our idea. God. Uh, but yeah. I thought it was, I thought that was funny. I also like, I loved RuPaul's American album. Like that uh, was, that was really good. That came out around mm-hmm. season 10. I am American. 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 I used to work out like you wouldn't, but I was doing like couch to 5k, um, <laughs> like jamming that album, you know? Um, but I don't know. ASMR love or whatever that song is like, doesn't do it for me. And I actually thoroughly dislike the song that they keep like, um, like at the end of the episodes when the Queens are holding the like, register to vote signs i really don't like that one either and it was like it's been what this is that? Long for uh, a long time. Uh, um oh i've God, had it blocked it. out of my mind right now but every time i hear it, i'm like eh, a like little far- bit of love there it is i really i don't can you feel the love i just don't like that one i don't and i there's it just like annoys every time i just i don't watch it anymore i just stop watching like skip skip all right i know what's going on I, I can't believe it's taken me this long to say it, but I really love the runway song. The who is she? Yes. I don't know why, who but I think she? who is she? It's it's giving me um oh my gosh, what was the season six runway song? Um oh my oh, god, why am I blanking Sissy that on the walk. name? Yes, it's giving me a little bit of sissy that walk. Oh, a little it does bit with like, it is reminiscent of that, yeah. Like a little bit of that. And yeah. it was, I don't know, especially in this episode, because I feel like Every queen killed it on the runway. I was just super vibing. Also, they spent a lot of time because they didn't have much content. So they spent a lot of time on the runways, which I was not mad at at all whatsoever. There was not a single look I didn't like on that runway. I have it already pulled up because I Let's have been thinking it. about this look. Oh, one more thing about the RuPaul thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with RuPaul. <laughs> okay. But how dare... They'd say, okay, judges, what was your favorite part of the season? And they all say, I'd like to say the, the dancers in the booty shorts. And then the dancers come out with the longest shorts ever for the RuPaul number. And I sat back and I was like, how dare you not have booty shorts after every single judge said that? Mm-hmm. So weird. That does seem like poor planning. <laughs> well, Good planning results in this, okay? And that is Kahana's look on the runway because yes, everybody killed it and we're going to give everybody their flowers. But let me tell you. She gave herself her flowers. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. My jaw, when she opened up the reveal, because it's like, okay, the cape, so, so cute. Very fashion. But as soon as she opened it up, I literally said audibly, oh my God. 
Yeah. I am watching silently by myself. Oh my God. Yeah. Just, I thought this was so amazing. So fantastic. Everything about this look. I, absolutely adore yeah. and it was funny because james came out before and i thought it was kahana because i saw a showgirl look <laughs> i was yeah. like oh another showgirl look from kahana and then it took me like a second to realize that was james and then this was kahana and everything was just like oh my gosh amazing yeah. and right with the world stunning <sighs> she definitely was should have been a contender for the fame games as well because yes a lot of her looks were kind of similar because it was kind of all like of that vegas showgirl vibe but so many of them were just like so meticulous and detail oriented and just like dripping in shiny material like gahana really came to improve the fuck out of her image this season and she did just that i mean the whole little thing with heidi was a little bit of a of a kerfuffle but other than that mm -hmm. <laughs> she uh she came and she conquered mm -hmm. this was such a great look i think that um out of all the looks this one for me was like the most intricate mm. um and i and i really really love like this would have been amazing remember in season Ulcers three when they had the dripping of, with flowers runway. Mm -hmm. If she had come out in something like this, even though it's not necessarily dripping in flowers, I still think it would have been like everyone would have been like, oh, amazing. I I love this look. Um, the headpiece to me is like my absolute favorite thing. It's like yeah. it's, it's so easy. It's it's it, it would be so easy for that to look too big or campy with the flower size, and it just it looks perfect. Mm -hmm. it, it's so so immaculate. Ugh. I'm obsessed. I, I'm obsessed. It was her and Alexis Michelle that were like my favorites of the whole. Mm, yeah, Alexis really. Mm. Yeah, mm -mm -mm. Alexis and just didn't miss this season. I'm sorry, her runways ate everything up. It was so good. She, I mean, when Carson is like at the end, turning, being like, "That is amazing, stunning." I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you've nailed it then. Mm -hmm. And the way that she paints, I think she just absolutely every time she steps out looks so flawless. She literally looks airbrushed and filtered. And that oh, takes so much skill. I'm so impressed with her looks. Yeah. Uh, I loved James's look too. Just like mm -hmm. so. Uh, James is another one that really, I mean, we didn't really get it. Like I said, we haven't really, we saw her for one episode. We saw her do a Lady Gaga interpretation back in season nine, and that was it. So I guess we really didn't have quite the full picture of what it was that she could bring. But I feel like, yes, she brought us more of the 50s pinup, but also gave us some moments like this last one where it was just a little bit more elevated and high drag. And just, yeah, I'm a, mm -hmm. I'm a James fan. The whole headpiece. Yeah. Also, absolutely gorgeous. I love this color on her. I think she looks amazing. She oh, looks so yeah. good. She looks so good. And I love, uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit when she did not, it's not anywhere near the same aesthetic or anything, but I loved when she did the, um, the like homage to her Mexican heritage look mm -hmm. um, with mm -hmm. like the big headpiece and everything with that too. Um, so I felt like this was like, take some elements of the drag that we've seen, you know, take some of this like classic um, film beauty and then combine it with a little bit of like the cultural beauty that she's brought and then kind of throw it all together in Vegas. And I was like, that's actually like kind of so smart to say, what are some of the things I'm going to do? There's like little references almost like, to various different pieces that she's worn. Um, mm -hmm. And I love it. It's a different silhouette for her too, which I loved. It was really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
again, I think everybody else also looked amazing, even if we didn't mention them specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. The um, Jimbo's look. So I don't know if you guys saw on social media, but Jimbo had another look that was like for the finale, like the airing of the finale that I really, really liked. It was this like clown inspired look. I think the demon goddess thing that she was doing here was very cool, very fashion, a little Mm -hmm. bit different of what we see from Jimbo. Still titties, but like very graphic design. Graphic design is my passion. So I like that for her. Um, And then, yeah, I've already talked a little bit about candies. (laughs) Well, you know what I liked about the the boobs on her for her demon queen look Mm -hmm. is that she actually didn't have any. It was just the way the dress was cut out. Yeah. And I loved it. I was like, you know, I know that this is a big part of her for her look. And I really, I really hated the outfit that she wore for the lip sync. And like, once again, having ass boobs, like we've already seen that this season from her in a lip sync. Um, so I just was like, to me, I'm like ignoring the lip sync look. Mm-hmm. And I'm just focusing on that. And I love that she was like, I still got Tatas, but this time I'm not even wearing them. I was able to construct them in a way that even when you look at me from the side, it still looks like I have breasts. Like that's really hard to do. Apparently that was Candy's idea too, because she was going to wear the breastplate. And I guess she, um, as she was like putting the dress on for the first time, Candy said it looks a lot much, it looks better without the boobs. And so she went ahead and did it without the boobs. Candy's a thousand percent right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought it up, Beth. Let's talk about the lip sync. So this is uh, Do You Want a Funk? And we got these teasers in the episode of Jimbo being like, oh, I've made this something special. Like, don't tell Candy. What was it? Like, what I, what I was, I didn't understand. Like, they didn't give us an idea of where it was starting. Like, was it the, was it the phone? Was it the confetti microphone? Was it the, the titty reveal? Was it the, the booty reveal? Like, I don't understand what was. I think it was all of it. Cause I think she was saying oh, okay. that she had different pieces that she's been making. I thought that oh. that's what she said. Okay. I, I liked, I didn't under, because I was expecting like, even in the edit, like a build up to it, so I would know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> but I like I didn't quite get it here. Yeah, this was, was for me for both queens. <laughs> it was kind of like a RuPaul's reveal race bummer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I didn't think like either one of like the quote unquote reveals of anything that either one of them were doing were like eh, noteworthy. Also, we knew they were going to happen, so like. That's not helpful. It's like, remember that meme from a couple of years ago when people were like showing the picture of Joey Tribbiani from Friends wearing all of Chandler's clothes and being like drag queens coming mm-hmm. out and, and you're one like, and you know, they're going to do a reveal essentially. Like it's yeah. essentially that like Candy comes out in that coat. I'm like, you know, she's going to do a reveal in that coat that ruins all the, and it wasn't even really a reveal. It was just, I'm taking it off. And we're like, okay, I don't mm-hmm. know. But you know, I, I've, mm-hmm. How do I feel about this lip sync? I think I think Candy won this lip sync. I do too. I don't think that it was by as much as I originally thought that it would be given Jimbo's track record. Mm. Yes, the titties and the ass titties did a lot of the work for Jimbo. Like I said, this season is RuPaul's titty race. It's just nothing but titties <laughs> everywhere. Um... But I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind like the whole reveal of it all. Like, 
because it was like we knew that it was going to happen, but I feel like it wasn't like pretentious either. You know what I mean? Because some reveals you're like, okay, girl. But these ones just felt really much like, okay, obviously she's going to reveal the boobs. The, the, the ass titties were, that was a surprise to me because I didn't expect those. So that was fun. But <laughs> uh, everything else, like, I mean, yeah, it, it was what it was. I, I, I kind of enjoyed the intensity that Candy gave more so than just like the tickle bitties that Jimbo was giving. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. I think my favorite part was Jimbo having the phone at the beginning. I don't know why, but that the like fuzzy phone. I don't know why. That's that's my favorite part. I thought it was. Where did she even pull it out from? And then where did it go? Yes. Okay. That's. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, where did this come from? Where is this? Was this the thing she like pulled uh, out of her? I don't under. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, um, I I look. I thought it was fun. It was fine. Unfortunately for them, sometimes my YouTube autoplays like best lip syncs in RuPaul's history. So <laughs> I kind of like sort of constantly being reminded of those. So, you know, uh, by comparison, would I put it in the top tier? No. But, you know, again, at the end of a season like this, it's actually not really about this lip sync anyway. Like they've right. made a decision in less like I'm trying to think, like, how would Jimbo have lost? Right. Okay. What would Jimbo have had to have done or what would Candy had to have done to change the outcome of this season? And I feel like Jimbo refuses to participate. She quits, right? Like, is that the level that we would or have to she go completely to? So it really bombs the hell out of the lip sync. She falls flat on her face. And just stays I, down. I don't know. I have a feeling that know. even if they did do that though, then they would just uh yeah. They would just redo it. <laughs> I think the I think honestly it, it goes back to Candy choosing she should have chosen Jessica if she wanted to win. And I think that, and I'm not sitting there saying that like Candy definitely would have won over Jessica. I'm just saying that she would have actually stood a chance. I the really don't think much higher. Yeah. I think it would have been a really interesting, you know, duel. I think it would have been great to have two Latin Queens. I think there would have been like the two Queens have absolutely different styles again. Like that's really great. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, it's amazing to me that I don't know. I as I think about this season, I'm like, what am I going to remember the most about it? And I think I'm going to remember Jimbo. I think I'm going to remember, um, like, just like how I remember like, Heidi quitting and all Heidi of that. quitting, Heidi quitting, um, Jessica, yes, in the improv challenge with <sighs> the tacos, the carne asada, the guacamole. Yeah, the guacamole. She left her ETB card. <laughs> And she uh, loved she Taco leaves. Tuesday. <laughs> and that's really and expensive. That so she, I know she never going to leave. And that was weird. That, <laughs> that was weird to me. Yeah, Cracked Out Shirley Temple. That's probably on my yeah. highlight list. So pretty yeah. much everything from like what, the second half of the season? <laughs> yeah. Well, a <laughs> little bit of tea also from Nasha about this. Mm, Apparently, the song. the song. Yeah. So I guess the, I forget when I forget the first half of this tea them so I'm, I'm kind of fucking it up as I'm spilling it but <laughs> something along the lines of like they had to submit songs that they wanted to perform to at least at one point mm-hmm. and Milkshake by Khalees was one of the songs that Jimbo had submitted before the season and then at the last minute they just dis- production decided to switch the song from Do You Want a Funk to Milkshake, Milkshake. and Candy flipped her fucking wig yeah, Which for like, her. I'm not doing this. Like, if y'all want to crown Jimbo that bad, then just go ahead and crown her. I'm not giving you a finale. I'm not going to stay here for this. Like, yeah, she was like, I quit. Good yeah. for her. Like, call Good my mom. I'm leaving. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm team candy for that moment. That's amazing. You better recognize your worth and fight for Mm -hmm. it. Good for Mm -hmm. you. I agree. And also speaking of knowing their worth, apparently production was not going to plan on paying the eliminated queens for participating in the fame games. Um, and like coming back and like doing all this stuff and like dolling themselves up and giving mm-hmm. all, all the looks. And so Nasha Lopez fought for all of them and said, no, bitch, we're over here. We've spent so much time and money on these looks. You were going to pay us to present them and got every single one of those girls a check. So that's right. Nasha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just so it's just Damn. so indicative about like what's been happening in Hollywood now. It's and this mm-hmm. is a year ago. So it's just. Yeah, it's so interesting to me. We're paying you an exposure. <laughs> right. Like, no, fuck you. Like, Give me my money. Yeah. Pay me in money. Pay me in like, money. <laughs> they go yes. write that song and then not try to pay them. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, Although man. I did, I did love Nisha, like, going for all the screen time she can. Like, yeah, in the beginning was. of this she episode, was. she was like, well, James, I feel like other people were stronger. And then the callback during the pink fuzzy box when was- James was like, well, Kahana's was stronger or whatever. The or, case, whatever she's like, was. I think I preferred uh, Kahana's body uh, yeah. more. No tea, no shade. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So yeah. Good. So I was, funny. you know, honestly, it's fun. Even with like the fame games coming back, like having the talking heads mostly be Kasha Davis and Darian. I was like, this makes me happy. Like, it's no. good to just have them. Well, I'm so excited to be back in the room with all my girls and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, Kasha, I love you. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, that's your Kasha impression. Okay. Yeah. I can hear it. Yeah. I can hear it. RuPaul. No, I just feel like that's the kind of stuff she says. Oh, man. All right. Uh, is there anything else from this episode that we want to talk about before we sort of wrap things up and and end our season coverage i will say i mean i'm i'm very happy for jimbo i Mm -hmm. i you could tell that this was something that they really really needed you know what i mean you know like when you see some of these people that win reality tv shows and some of them you're like you can tell they're happy but it is what it is it's just like another bump in the road for them but you could tell this was like a goal a life dream of his and I was just really, really happy. And Priyanka sharing that text that she got, like the moment that it was announced. And he's like, it was a text from Jim. She's like, oh my God, bitch, I did it. I'm finally in that winner's circle. You could just really tell this is something that he really, really, yeah. really wanted. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, um, I'm glad that he got this for his spirit. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of us were disappointed when Jimbo was eliminated in Canada's Drag Race season one. Um, Because I think we saw Jimbo as a potential winner for the crown. And then a lot of us were like, oh, my God, look at the growth when it came to uh, UK versus the world. And then it was like untimely elimination there, you know. Um, So to see her come and just like absolutely crush this competition and then get in that winner circle is great. Yeah. 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 I think Jimbo's elimination in UK versus the world is the second most devastating, but only because Pangina's, they played her like sobbing while the queens are like celebrating on stage. That is emblazoned in my mind of her just. Where were you when uh, Pangina was Uh, And your little dog, too. Talking about you, you, Michelle. Oh man! Oh yeah. So yeah, we may not have gotten an iconic uh, elimination line from Jimbo, but I'd rather have her take the crown. I- I'm happy with it, and I think that when we talk about sort of the faults of the season, of course we're going to talk about well, and we are have already discussed this. It was a runaway for Jimbo, but Jimbo just did so well. Yeah, 
How do you yeah, fault was, that? When, there was no, there was no, there was no competition. I mean, it just it, it was what it was, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. I think I think the 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 main critique is always going to be for me. You just have to put more variety in the competitions. When like mm. the majority of the competitions are like acting heavy and performance heavy, like that. Some of those queens are just going to naturally do better than the rest. Like, I've kind of fell for Kahana. She's like, another acting challenge girl again. Like, is there anything else? Can you come up with something else? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we did see a, a bit more variety in earlier seasons. So if we could just return to that to give it a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, of a chance for all these other girls, then, you know, that's I'll be fine. But, you know, it was what it was. It was still a, it was a, it was a fun season. It was it was a good time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not great time watching it. And now we're going to be on a little bit of a yachtus until a regular season of Drag Race comes back. Although if you are ever missing your Drag Race fix, there are seasons upon seasons upon seasons out there for every other country, as well as like, I, I don't need, I can't even keep track of like when UK versus the world is coming back. I just wait for wow to email mm-hmm. me telling me that there's a new episode out because I can't. keep track but just keep an eye out if you ever need more drag race content of course there's dragula as well if you're ever interested in exploring other elements of drag and just so much content out there also camp wanakiki is like really increasing the production value like that is getting really good camp wanakiki yeah, it's it's like a they take all these queens. A lot of them are more campy kind of queens mm-hmm. and they bring them uh, to like a summer camp kind of vibe and they like compete in like summer camp kind of drag competitions. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's it was like a YouTube show and it's now like the production value has gotten incredible. Uh, definitely okay. suggest y'all check it out. Check that out. Yeah. The um, What was the Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Um, um, on- queens. Queens. Queen, what is it called? Queen, isn't it Dungeons and Drag Queens? Yeah, Dungeons Maybe, and Drag yeah. Queens. Watch the first episode. That was Queens, so Queens great. and Questing, something like that. Um, I think oh, it's Dimension Twenty Dungeons and Drag Queens. The, okay. Yeah, Queens on a Quest. Uh, those are some of the other names that I see for it. That was super, super fun. If uh, again, you need any more, content. and I know this got canceled, unfortunately, but Queen of the Universe. Mm. It's also, uh, from what I understand, one of the better singing competitions out there. So sad that it got canceled. Um, yeah. A legendary uh, judges panel. I mean, Mel B and mm-hmm. Vanessa Williams and Michelle Visage and Trixie. Like, and come Trixie. on. <laughs> and we are here, which is now getting three mm-hmm. brand new hosts. Mm-hmm. It was eureka shangela and bob and now mm-hmm. it is uh sasha valor priyanka and jada essence hall so mm-hmm. which those Little three three incredibly kind of different and fun queens like yes. yeah people are yes. kind of speculating as to whether or not they had to switch things up because of some allegations that were made against one of the former hosts but wow that was a very interesting for the exception of bob <laughs> The other two have some pretty serious things against them. So, yeah. so. wouldn't be surprised if HBO was like, <laughs> bye. bye. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> so there's that. So check yeah. them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've done it, gang. Mm-hmm. We happy. We're here. Sad, but happy. 
let's say our goodbyes, give any final plugs before we close things out for our six month break. Beth, where can people find you on social media? Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, you can uh, follow me at Augusta Wind 11. Um, and you can also follow me if you're looking for supplemental coverage to your RHAP listening habits um, for Survivor Big Brother, all that fun stuff. You can catch me over on my weekly meltdown. Um, and yeah, basically, you know, I, it's, I play Goose Goose Duck with the crew sometimes on Sundays. You know, you can check me out all those different places. Yeah. All right. And Amon, what about you? can find me everywhere at Amon Adwin. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, waiting for BB25 to start. So you guys can check me out over there once that starts. So that is not that far away. It really isn't. It's like it's sneaking what? up. Like a week? When's a week and a half or so? Days? August yeah. 2nd? Yeah, August Keisha's 2nd. birthday? Is that Keisha's birthday? Yes. <gasps> it's on Keisha's birthday. I, I hope you do something related to Kate. Uh, also, I have to say this. Happy Leo season, everybody. From your fellow Leo, I'm very excited to just say we are starting BB in such a blessed time of the Zodiac calendar. You're welcome. I think, I think it's going to be a live move-in. I think there's a lot to, to celebrate, yeah. I guess, with uh, a live move-in Leo season, Libra's birthday. It's just so much go Or Keisha's birthday. That doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Leo's birthday. Le- Leo's birthday. <laughs> Libra's birthday. Yeah. No, it was there. I don't. Anyway. All right. Okay. Anyone want cake? Anybody want cake? <laughs> okay. You find me on social media, Aliana RHAP on Twitter. Uh, just Google me if you want to find that I'm not using social media right now. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. We are going to get out of here. Uh, thank you to the whole RHAP team for all their help behind the scenes. If you want to help us, you can leave a rating and review on iTunes, or you can just wait until we start our next season. It's probably more helpful then, but you know, I'm just going to say it anyway. <laughs> Robiswebsite.com slash drag race if you want to give some finale feedback. So thank y'all so much for listening to us. We will be back with a brand new season in about six months time. <laughs> so thank y'all, and we'll talk to y'all in six months. Bye.